1: everybody. And thank you for joining us for our Freight Waves TV event. The Enterprise Fleet Summit is here. We are super excited that you are choosing to spend a little bit of time with us here on this Wednesday. Very excited to get into this fireside chat all around driver pay, the way that things have changed in the last few years. So joining me is Leah Shaver. She's president and CEO over at the National Transportation Institute. Leah, thank you so much for joining us for the Enterprise Fleet Summit. We appreciate the perspective, I'm very excited to dig into this conversation with you.
0: Good to be here and great to talk about my favorite topics.
1: So, of course, you're a familiar face to our FreightWaves fans. You love to be on Taking the Higher Road with Jeremy Raver sometimes. So thank you for being here and coming back to our airwaves. You're a pro when it comes to this. And as you mentioned, you love talking about driver pay. Give us kind of a brief overview for those who are maybe seeing you for the first time about what NTI is and what you guys do.
0: Sure. Um, I'll give you a really quick snapshot. So uh, I'm Leah Shaver. I'm the president and CEO of the National Transportation Institute. We are the transportation industry's principal authority on professional driver wages and technician wages. Uh, we've been benchmarking driver and technician pay since 1995. We provide data and support where critical decisions at companies center around professional drivers and techs. And ultimately, those decisions are typically vital to their success. Uh, we deliver opportunities for fleets to grow, to attract additional workers, and expand in the market with an appropriately compensated, engaged, and retained workforce. Um, in addition to that, I also serve on the board of directors of the Next Generation and Trucking Association. I work for SiriusXM. I host top radio programming on Road Dog Trucking Radio. And as you said, I even moonlight once in a while for Jeremy on Taking
1: the Higher Road, which is, of course, the driver reach and freight waves production. An absolute busy woman. So we love that you're able to take a little bit of time to join the Enterprise Fleet Summit. You mentioned NTI, and he's been around since 1995. You guys have nearly three decades of observing freight cycles, some pretty big historical events, some major changes that have come to the freight industry through really those three decades in every cycle that it's brought. We're going to focus specifically, of course, in the last most recent freight cycle, especially on this downturn that we saw start about last summer, how it's lasted now for just about a full year. Can you talk a little bit about some of the trends in driver pay, just broadly the last year you guys have seen, in the surveys that you guys put out to assess those trends?
0: Yeah, so um, NTI tracks uh, driver wages, Um, And tech wages really at the market location and job description level. So anywhere that a driver is doing a job, a technician is doing a job, you identify the job description and the city and we'll be able to hone in exactly on um, not only how much they're paid, but how they're paid the method and the methodology. So, um, you know, as you said, a lot of notable trends, in fact, when it comes to drivers, we've called it the driver wages roller coaster um, because as freight adjusts, which is of course, the ultimate gatekeeper on driver compensation, and we we typically see an adjustment in what's happening. So um, the other gatekeepers, of course, being driver supply, driver turnover, and uh, demand for capacity. So you can imagine that there's been some adjustments this year versus last year. Um, we actually forecasted pretty close to where we're at right now um, for what's been happening in, in 2023 and ultimately wage gains, which formerly and over the last few years have been um, really impactful in the fixed rate. So whether it be the rate per mile, the rate per hour for drivers, um, they've really mostly been appreciated by what we refer to as the bottom of the lead funnel. Think safe, experienced drivers, um, folks at TREAM that are certified in hazmat, that haul tanker, that do labor. Otherwise, pay gains for drivers in 2023 are going to be pretty exclusive to incentives if they get them. Think safety,
1: think productivity, think fuel and tenure based bonuses. So, the really interesting thing about the most recent freight cycle that we've gone through, and when I say that, just for audience clarification, I'm going to refer to the true COVID freight cycle. So, starting about like April of 2020 when things went haywire to now. So, how we are right now in the current environment. I want to talk a little bit about the how that was kind of a different catalyst than a normal freight cycle, right? Not only were we talking about, okay, this sudden decrease in capacity, everything shuts down, and then we need now this quick ramp up, but we also saw a lot of driver wages change because people started to take notice of the freight industry very specifically, and they also started to throw a lot of appreciation towards those drivers. We saw driver wages increase, I think, pretty dramatically in 2021 companies offering bonus. It is companies increasing rate per mile. But a lot of our conversation was how sustainable is that massive jump in these wages? Can you talk how COVID was kind of this very interesting catalyst in this freight cycle and how driver wages responded and now are lasting through that? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help Yeah,
0: you know, it's not just COVID and appreciation. I mean, everybody likes um to feel good and when they show up for work, right? They want to make sure that their key code works every day when they walk in the door. Um, that makes you feel good is and you know that you're needed and wanted. But ultimately, um, you know, appreciation shows up in a lot of other ways and certainly driver appreciation with they want to hear and we want them to hear. Um, just how important everything that they do is. And frankly, I start and end every show on SiriusXM talking about how everything we enjoy, need, are surrounded by is because a professional driver safely delivered. But beyond that appreciation, COVID brought some other driver constraints that we weren't previously experiencing, which was just a huge surge in demand a change in um, in how folks were were buying products, how they were utilizing them, um, in the fact that we needed things delivered to our door, we weren't able or or allowed, frankly, for a period of time to go into the stores, and there were a lot of other issues surrounding that. Um, so habits have changed significantly, and that's part of what's kept pay really high and and rates high enough to sustain that. But beyond that, we had other driver uh constraints that that have been building over time that we've talked about um at NTI for years in our presentations and frankly right here on freight waves, which is that drivers are an aging workforce. Um you know the largest cohort working out in in the world are millennials, the largest cohort working in um, in our industry is is still Gen X. And so um, we're going to continue until we get a lot better at recruiting those younger generations and at evolving the job overall on a long-term basis. Uh, we're going to still have some driver supply constraints. And then uh, I would also add the health and, and age factor of our drivers. They either wear out or retire. Um, and frankly, retirement is pretty hard to come by in trucking. Um, drivers tend to live week to week. They tend to want um, to and have a desire, frankly, to work as long as possible, whether out of financial need or otherwise. Um, but beyond that, we also have the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, which, frankly, we're losing five k a, a month um, to the drug and alcohol clearinghouse. Good or good or bad, um, you know. Ultimately, that's going to be a long term industry issue. Drugs have always been an issue that would remove folks from the industry, but the The drug and alcohol clearinghouse makes that a a lot more prevalent. So those changes to consumer habits and business needs, they've really made a lot of of changes. And, um, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, we have record low unemployment right now. And any time NTI sees uh, unemployment that's lower than 4%, we will alert the industry that now is a time it's going to be even harder to create new drivers to attract folks to get into our industry and, um, you know, part of that is increasing regulation, oversight, and just some
1: some ongoing frustrations and barriers that we have in the industry. The recruitment and retention piece is absolutely huge and something that we speak to very often here at Leaves and in a lot of our programming. Speaking of this down cycle that we're in right now, the other interesting thing about where it started in the COVID catalyst was the fact that it led a lot of people to maybe strike out on their own. We saw a lot of folks applying for MC numbers. We saw maybe some folks getting into the industry who had never been here. For, but of course, one of the very unfortunate consequences of a down cycle is the fact that some of those newer operations, some of those smaller operations, don't survive. They can't make it. And it always happens. It's very unfortunate. So, with that, we see a lot of people often turning to enterprise fleets, the subject of our entire Freight Wave TV event today, to potentially insulate themselves, whether that's from layoffs or from rate declines, or they're just looking for a place to go because they need somewhere to be where they can't necessarily make money. Do you guys think that in this type of current freight environment, that enterprise fleets have that opportunity to provide provide a safer haven for drivers, especially if they have a little bit of experience, they just simply need a little bit more consistency in their ability to do their job?
0: I think in every market that's true. Uh, you know, enterprise fleets excel and have excelled and grown and become, uh, you know, they've they've gone from a one truck company to thousands of truck company um because they have customer relationships down because they have contract negotiation down because they can keep costs down in, uh, by buying in bulk if you will um you know absolutely an enterprise fleet is is a great place to be and and frankly when i do interact with drivers on air and they talk about mega fleet in a, almost like a, it's a dirty word i'm very quick to bring that up because whether the market is is good or not um, you know, a fleet that has all of those other elements that I just mentioned to you, those are going to be very strong for any driver. Um, and then, you know, go beyond that and think about benefits like retirement, like pay guarantees and other programs around pay. Think about equipment options if there's a breakdown or the ability to insist that you're at the front of the line getting parts when there is a breakdown. So, um Absolutely, you know we do see folks that that want to go off on their own, and we love that. It's the spirit of being an entrepreneur, the spirit of the United States, and being American. But I will say that um, certainly there are many benefits to
1: seeking safe haven at an enterprise fleet, and there is absolutely nothing wrong if you're venturing and work out and you need to go drive. You are still absolutely needed. You are an asset to your fleet, and keep doing that work. Right? Absolutely. So Leah, let's move on to a little bit about the current cycle and what we could look forward to in the future. Obviously, right now we are pretty much at the bottom. I think that's where we're getting general consensus is that we are close to the bottom of the freight markets. We could start to see a little bit of a leveling out, possibly not the return by the end of the year that a lot of folks were anticipating, but we know that the return happens. It's a cycle, right? So as drivers sit right now and they're dealing with the problems of today, what can they do to go ahead and prepare for what the next step in the cycle looks like or what the next full cycle will look like?
0: Uh, you're asking about drivers specifically? Drivers specifically fleets anybody. Okay. Well, I guess, um, for both. Um, so let's talk about drivers. You know, right now, drivers absolutely need to be focused on, um, service, on safety and about keeping themselves well. Um, so when I talk about safety, the most valuable driver. Um, out in the market at any time, but especially when there's less freight, is going to be a highly qualified and very safe driver. The most value that a driver can bring to their resume and ultimately their paycheck is to keep it clean, to keep their record clean and, and be safe. And to that, you can't be safe if you're not well. So um, we know that we have an aging workforce and we know that um, a percentage-wise, a lot of our drivers, like could be up to 40% at a time, are on um, less than, than their max qualification of a two-year card. And so um, the best thing a driver can do to serve themselves, their community, their family, and ultimately the industry is to stay well and ultimately to stay safe. Beyond that, um, focused on service, on delivery, on um, communication, updating uh, ETA, PTA, RDOs, always being sure that you are making yourself as available as you can be while still balancing all of your personal needs, um, whether at home or or on your own. So um, all those things being true for drivers when it comes to fleets, communication is so important right now. Um, You know, we're not making a lot of impact to a driver paycheck outside of Incentives, but we can be highly engaged with drivers on areas that they can control that also impact their paycheck. So think fuel economy, fuel network compliance, safety, service. Communicate, communicate. Um, these are things that that we can engage with drivers, but also keeping them engaged and understanding what is happening in the market, what customers are demanding of you, what customers are adjusting. Uh, you know, in the background that that is really important to drivers remember they're the mobile workforce and the best thing we can do is um, get into the cab albeit virtually be in the passenger seat and, and communicate exactly what's happening in the market today and just what we need for them
1: to be prepared for tomorrow so let's finish out our conversation today with that specific perspective from drivers as you mentioned earlier you, Tightly take part in SiriusXM. You are very active in the driver community, both through the media and on social media. From a driver perspective, right now, what are they saying about weathering the storm, about dealing with the way that things the market the market's going right now, and about what their preparations are coming into the second half of the year? It's so
0: interesting. Uh, we did a show at the launch of Q3. Um, I hosted the the first the first week of Q3, and so we did a mid year review. And um, are you shocked to hear that despite the headlines, what we see in the media, what we hear from fleets, that company drivers are not feeling the burn? Um, Company drivers still really feel very strong, um, even when you compare the first six months of this year to their, their performance and their paycheck last year. Most of them said that they're really feeling um, the upside. They're feeling even better, especially if they did get to take advantage of some of those tenure-based pay increases of incentives. Um, and and ultimately, especially if they are, as I mentioned earlier, at the bottom of that lead funnel, if they're training and, and getting paid to train, if they're um, hauling hazmat, tanker, if they're doing labor, those those folks are really making great money and, and they're doing very well. They are not experiencing uh, a lot of downturn guess who is those individual owner operators um, they're feeling it. they have lower revenue um, they have higher expenses they have a lot of difficulty getting parts uh, for you know for for basic um, you know pretty easy easy repairs on on trucks. Um, they don't have that backup plan right for for an alternative and so they are feeling it. Uh, But but for the most part, drivers feel pretty good. There was one one other exception in addition to owner operators. And, you know, we know that new housing starts are down this year and uh, we had some flatbed folks that are feeling some of that uh, reduction. But overall, company drivers are still feeling very
1: good about the market and about the job. That result absolutely does not surprise me at all. Leah, thank you so much for joining us for our Enterprise, Enterprise Fleet Summit today. If people want to get a look at the research that NTI does, get in contact with you guys, catch either your SiriusXM show or taking the higher road, where could they go to do that?
0: Uh, driverwages.com is where you can find that whole catalog. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you all for attending our Enterprise Fleet Summit today. Make sure you stick around, stay active in those live chats. We've got plenty more sessions coming up after this.